Welcome everyone to another rambling story time. During the summer, it's a bit more difficult for me to get people on the show for the interviews just because of my location, but that means there will be more of these story episodes, so I really hope you're enjoying them. You can let me know on the Twitter, the website, or on the comment section if that's available to you. I'd love to hear what your opinions are. But for today, I'm excited for you to hear about one of the most stressful experiences I've ever had. That's right. You guessed it. Plane machine broke? Understandable. Alright, let me set the stage. So this is September in my freshman year of college, so I've only been there for about like two to three weeks. Um, but I needed to fly home for an orthodontist appointment because my braces were still on at this point, and I wanted them off as soon as possible. So the less frequent my appointments were, the longer it would take for me to get them off. So I knew I was going to fly home for this one, right? So, you know, I go in, they check my teeth, they tell me how I'm doing, they tie my braces, the whole shabam. And uh, it didn't hurt because even though I had only been there for two or three weeks, it was my first time being like away from home um, for that long. So it was nice to go home and see my family. So this is kind of where the story starts, right? So it's my flight back to Phoenix. And there's some tension in the air because... I'm flying from the Ontario airport in California to Phoenix Sky Harbor, which is fine, but it wasn't a regular flying day. The date was 9-11. And I know what you're thinking, great timing, but it's 9-11. <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily scared of anything happening, right? But there's just this weird feeling in the air on 9-11, because everyone remembers what happens, but people don't want to like talk about it. But everybody's kind of thinking about it in some capacity, like, wow, this happened, especially at an airport. Um, 9-11 changed the way airports work forever, right? And so I don't want to say that in addition to this that I look shady, and I'm not going to say that everyone's weird, but I am a bit Hispanic, which made me a little bit stressed because I don't normally worry about getting weird looks, but when you're in an airport um, on 9-11, people get a little stressed, and so I was interested and scared to see if anyone would give me like a weird look, right? So right out of the gate, I'm stressed when I get to the airport. Um, I just want to get it over with. I just want to get back to Phoenix. But also, this is only my second time flying without my parents, so I'm really getting used to this. I hated flying growing up because like, it just scared me. I, I don't like being in the air. I'm only now getting accustomed to it because I fly back and forth so often. But, you know, I was really just stressed. So either way, everything's going fine, right? It's mostly all in my head. I'm just I'm thinking about it way too much. So I make my way up the escalator, and I prepare to go three, throw to, go through TSA. <laughs> and I'm reading the signs. Um, I'm making sure I'm ready. You know, I have my laptop ready to be taken out. My shoes are in the position to be slipped off. My belt was off the whole nine yards. So when they tell me to step aside, you could imagine I was terrified. That's right. The machine beeped and they told me to sit down. So I sit down and it's the classic procedure of someone patting me down and feeling around to see if I'm like hiding anything. So they clear me because they didn't find anything and they bring me over to an agent that has my suitcase. She asked me, do you have anything in this bag that would have triggered the alarm? Any weapons? So of course I told her like I didn't have any weapons. All my electronics were like small or in the bin. She asked me again to make sure there wasn't a laptop or something else in there. And I again, I, I replied saying, no, I like put my laptop in the tray and I didn't bring anything else. So then she asked me, do you have any gaming consoles like a PlayStation or an Xbox? And then my friends, it clicked. Do you ever have those moments where you listen and listen to your parents, but for one second, you tuned them out? This was the worst second I could have tuned out. I then heard the echo of my father saying, Hey, I packed your Xbox for you so you can have it at school now since we don't use it here. Of course, I simply replied, Oh, thanks, Dad. That was the last I thought about the Xbox. 
So I know it's in the suitcase. I know that's what triggered the alarm. I'm super embarrassed. So I look at this poor woman. I tell her how I completely forgot about it and that there is an Xbox in there and I apologize. So to make sure that I'm not just lying through my teeth, she, you know, she checks my back. She saw that I was telling the truth. She reminded me to make sure to take it out in the future. So I moved on with anxiety and the feeling of stupidity. But now that that fiasco had ended, I got to my gate and I realized I was there like three hours before my takeoff time. So, you know, I sat, I listened to music, I read just to fill my time. And then it was close to the time where the plane should have been boarding and nothing was happening. So I noticed people going up to the gate crew and asking them questions. Uh, I knew this couldn't be good, but I figured, you know, they already have enough people asking them. So I'm just gonna, gonna stand back. If it's important enough, if there's an actual issue, they'll say it over the intercom. Um, and then it happened. It was about 10 minutes later after I noticed all this and over the intercom, I heard them inform the entire airport that this flight wouldn't be leaving because something on the plane had broken and it would take so many hours to repair. Um, because I said, like, this is my second time flying and I'm already anxious, you know, my anxiety spiked through the roof um, and I knew that this was an issue that had to be taken care of, like, immediately. So, you know, what do you do? I call my parents and they told me to go to the main desk and ask them what my options were. So I grab my stuff, I go down to the line to speak with my airline's representative, um, and after waiting about 15 minutes, because everybody else on the flight was in the line, I finally get to the front, and I inform them that I, like the people before me, belong to the broken flight. So I had noticed that there was another flight flying out of the airport that day, and I asked if I could switch it to that flight. And they told me, sorry, but that is with a different airline, and we can only give you flights from our airline. Oh my goodness, I was pissed. I understand they want to keep the business, but when your plane breaks, you take the money you made and spend it on getting me a ticket for a functional plane. So I explained that this was my only my second flight, I was like 18, and that I had a quiz the next morning, and I needed to get to Phoenix tonight. So she gave me that understanding face, like, yeah, I, I get it, you know, everybody needs to get places. And she says, yes, we can get you on a flight to Phoenix from our airline, but it's leaving from LAX. I asked when it was supposed to depart, and she said I would have two hours till it departs. Now to those that don't know, two hours to get to LAX from anywhere is a risk, let alone the Ontario airport. So I asked if there were any other options and she said no. You know, what are you, what are you supposed to do to that then? I asked how I would get there and she said they'd give me a complimentary taxi to share with other passengers from the same flight. So I accepted the offer and I ran towards the taxi. I wanted to get there as soon as possible. So I get in the taxi and the guy tells me, you know, the driver, okay, but we have to wait for another passenger to come. So I figure, okay, well, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are anxious to get to LAX, you know, I'll, there should be a minute, but it takes like five minutes. And when you're in a stressful situation like this, every minute feels like an hour. So at this point, I'm already saying in my head, I'm gonna miss the flight, I'm gonna miss the flight, right? So somebody finally gets in the, the, uh, the taxi and the driver says that we can leave. I'm trying to make small talk with him and that's going fine, but it's nighttime at this point, it's really dark outside and the only light is from a mini screen on the back of the seat in front of me that's burning into my eyes. It's like it's that bright. And all it is is a slideshow of in-car uh, in entertainment options and advertisements for things that really just aren't appropriate to have in a taxi. And I was not a fan. <laughs> you know, suffice to say I was not happy. But either way, God was on my side because I got to the airport with an hour to spare. There was no traffic on the way to LAX or at the airport. And our driver definitely was speeding, but you know, do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> so I get to the airport and I'm going, I'm getting uh, to my gate 
and I'm hoping that I will have no more problems on my way to Phoenix. But then I see, oh, I can't find my gate. And all I see is my gate number with an arrow down some stairs, and I realize, oh my gosh, this is a gate that's not at the main terminal. So I have to I have to go on one of those shuttles, so I'm waiting for the shuttle to get there, and it finally gets here, and it takes me all the way to my boarding area. So not only is it a different boarding area, but it's a different plane. It's a smaller plane. I normally am not picky, you know, I'll do like whatever, but this is one of those times where I just, I was not in the mood to be cramped or close to anybody, and mostly because of my teeth. Yeah, did you forget? This morning I got my braces tightened. Now, immediately it feels fine, but hours later it hurts. Some might say it hurts too much. In addition to this, I was hungry. So I think, well, my teeth hurt, so I'll get some fruit gummies so I have something soft to eat, right? You know, fruit gummies are soft. Any, a child, a baby eats them. Nope. I tried, and it was still too chewy and rough for my teeth. So now I'm hungry, and I can't eat, and I have to wait for my cramped ride to Phoenix. But it's fine, because I'll sleep it off, right? I'm on the plane. I'm sitting in my tiny seat. I'm waiting for it to be over with, and I decide to take a nap. It's a, it's a 45-minute flight, you know, and I realize I'm tired enough where even after this nap, I'll get back to campus, I'll still fall asleep in time, and my class was early in the morning anyway, so that, that's fine. So I keep trying to fall asleep, but I can't. And I'll tell you why, people. On this 45-minute flight, they did everything they would do on a normal flight. Every check-in, every this is how close we are, every fasten your seatbelts, every would you like drinks, would you like snacks, all of it, which would normally be fine, but in 45 minutes, that's an interruption, like every five minutes. The lights would turn on every time it happened, so as soon as I'm getting close to drifting off, because it takes me a while to like fall asleep, they wake me right back up. And I'd normally enjoy getting my free drink and snack, but I couldn't eat it. <laughs> like, I, I just couldn't enjoy it. Like, it just sat there in front of me, and when my teeth are that sore, even like something cold, just like it hurts too much because it hurts my gums. So I'm annoyingly waiting it out, and I finally get to deboard my plane. I'm excited to finally just get back to my room, you know, go to bed, take my quiz, and finish out this week, even though it was Monday and I still had a full week ahead of me. So then I'm thinking, oh, I gotta, you know, I text my person. So I told my ride from the airport uh, who was gonna pick me up before I even got to LAX, everything that happened, when she should pick me up, all that stuff. And I noticed my phone was on low battery. So at LAX, I plugged it into one of those chargers under the seats. Um, and I decided to charge it, you know, because I wanted to have enough battery. So you must understand when, to my dismay, my battery was at 2% when I got off the plane, that I was not happy. <laughs> I was trying to call her until I landed and tell her where to pick me up on the north or south side of the airport, but I couldn't chance my phone dying. So I'm searching everywhere for an outlet, and all the places are closed, right? So I keep moving because I have to get my checked bag, which was one of the only processes that didn't get screwed up tonight. I saw one outlet, finally one outlet, after passing by multiple stations that were closed or, or places at the airport you weren't allowed to go into at this time of night, but it was being used. So I had to wait for this woman to be done, for her to finally leave so I could plug in my stuff. So I plug it in, I get a, I get a hold of her, I tell her where she should pick me up, and she finally gets there. And in a moment of exhaustion, I forget to call my mother. <laughs> Now, I don't know how many of you know this. Um, it's actually a big-time secret. Mothers don't like it when you forget to call them. <laughs> so on top of this whole situation, I'm in the car, and I notice my phone is buzzing. 
So I pick it up, and it's my mom's name, and I know, oh my god, I'm about to be killed. So on top of it all, there was a, a bit of a bitter um, conversation that happened, and I appreciate the gesture of caring about me, but it was improper timing for both parties. So after this, you know, everything's mostly fine. I made it to campus okay. I'm pretty sure I did well on my quiz the next day. But it wasn't until this weekend that happened, uh, the, that weekend in the story, where this story came to a conclusion. I went to my suitcase. I'd been so busy that I hadn't unpacked my Xbox. I just took out my clothes. So I'm taking out my Xbox to plug it in. I'm excited to, to play some old nostalgic games. It's a 360, so I had like Battlefront 2 and some of the old Halo games. I was excited, right? And it was in that moment that I realized my dad never packed the controllers. And my run-in at TSA was pointless. <laughs> Alright, that is my story of when my plane broke down and so did my life. I hope you all enjoyed listening. If you like this podcast, then give it a like and a share. If you have constructive criticism, leave a comment if your platform allows it. But most importantly, thank you for listening to me ramble, and I'll catch you next time. Yeah.